everybody. Welcome back to the Active Dads podcast. As always, I'm your host, Daniel, and this is the other host, John. The hostess with the mostest. <laughs> there you go. All right, so today we wanted to cover, um, well, really two topics, but they feed into each other pretty easily. So the first thing we wanted to go over was just easy nutrition. You know, um, one of my favorite quotes on nutrition is by the strength and conditioning coach, Dan John. I think I've already said this on one other podcast, but either way, it it's worth repeating. And his entire thing was eat like an adult. You had a health class. Like, there's no need in you eating kids' cereals. There's no need in you eating kids' snacks. Eat like an adult. Oh, eat an, fruits. An eat vegetables. Adult. adult. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. But that's the thing is there's no need to eat junk food. That's just the taste. You oh, get yeah. this excellent taste in your mouth for like three seconds, you know, per cookie or whatever else other snack you want, and then it's gone. Yeah. But you have those carbs and that sugar building inflammation and gumming up the gears. You know, there's a reason why you change your oil at a regular basis. You can't do that in your body. You got to yeah. burn it off. You got to put better fuel in the system. So what I do is, is I take a bite, chew it up, spit it out. Just get some good tasting gum. Like Little Debbie cakes, man, you can... Take a big old bite, chew it up till you get kind of the flavor, but you don't want to swallow, and then spit that sucker out. Guilt-free. So, A, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, science begs to differ. The first process of digestion is saliva. So whenever you chew that up, you're digesting a lot of the simple sugars and carbohydrates right off the top. you got to learn to control the saliva. That's all I'm going to say. Like, <laughs> just work that donut, get you a little bit of taste, and then okay. you should get <laughs> Well, I think that's the fastest we've went off the rails so far. <laughs> hey, it's Monday. Welcome yeah. to Monday. But that's all yeah. you get out of it. No, I mean, there's no nutrition in that. It's like, uh, it's like when you were kind of first, uh, when I was first introduced to the whole keto thing, like, you know, it was that whole, oh my God, this is going to be tough because I've been such a carb loader for so long, like pasta and meat sauce were the, you know, that was a cyclist dream, you know, we get to a race and the, the, you have a pre-race meeting and then it's like, then they have a big pasta dinner, but it's like, who really enjoys plain, bland spaghetti noodles? It wasn't the spaghetti noodles. It was that meaty, you know, spicy meat sauce that really enjoyed and it just became a delivery system for all that all those carbohydrates so reality was it was like oh you just kind of have to it it's just it's that how you look at it the approach to how you look at it like well, oh yeah everything. i really needed it oh it tasted so great but what part of it really tasted great the meat sauce so what if you only had meat with sauce on it you know no, I'm all for that. That's one of the reasons why the ketogenic diet was so easy for me to start. So my favorite food is meat. Yeah. You know, we go out somewhere, I would get a steak and a vegetable on the side with a salad. Absolutely. And that was always just my favorite stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like, I was a sugar alcoholic there for a while. Oh, yeah, I love sun drop. Cherry lemon sun drop is awesome. For those of you not in North Carolina and parts of Ohio, Jeez. think of Mountain Dew with a citric bite to it. Yeah. But no, it's excellent, man. I still love, you know, Skittles. I still love Sour Patch Kids. I'll have those on days yeah. if I'm doing heavy deadlifts. I'll have those as a recovery snack. Yeah. But yeah, the thing is, well, it's all in balance, man. So yeah. like I tell every client when they start working with me, I'm not going to tell you 
what you can and cannot eat. What I'm going to try to help teach you is to limit the foods that are going to be more calorically dense, or excuse me, limit the foods that are less calorically dense. And I just checked all that up. I'm a moron. I'm sorry. Let me back up. <laughs> better him this time than me. Limit the food. <laughs> limit the foods that are calorically dense, but not nutritionally dense. Right. So if you start going through the baked goods section, you're going to find a ton of calories, and it's just carbs and sugar. Yep. There's no nutrition. There's no micronutrients, no vitamins, no minerals, nothing. It's literally just dough that was crammed together. Don't get me yeah. wrong. There's going to be some benefits. I know there ain't a single food you put in your mouth that doesn't have some benefit, but is it worth the caloric intake? Right. You know, whenever we start talking about easy nutrition, stop eating like a little kid. Yeah. You don't need fruity pebbles in the morning and Oreos as a snack before you get your easy Mac mac and cheese for lunch. And my wife walked in with a pack of one of those large family size double stuffed Oreo things. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that's my favorite cookie. But, you know, I got up and ran up a mountain twice and I was like, Pfft. A couple of Oreos aren't going to hurt. Yeah. I'm going to have some Oreos. That's the thing. Did those empty calories hinder you? No. No. I mean, no, they didn't. You were burning them off. There's a yeah. there's a fellow that I follow. Um, his name's Bert Kuntz, and he's a he's the uh, I guess the the big guy behind Bison Union. Um, used to be a peacemaker trading company, but they make you know some really cool t-shirts and hats and all that stuff um, based around you know a peacemaker brand and stuff like that, but. So I buy a lot of their so stuff. So it's just a like outfitter clothing yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but I've never heard of that a, brand before. He's a uh, uh, he's an ex Green Beret, um, so you know I support him. Um, but he he's kind of funny because he's a he's a jack dude, um, and he's just got into CrossFit big. Um, but that's one of the things he'll 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 go do his crazy CrossFit workout and then post him making this just beautifully made french toast dude and oh, bacon and but he always he always posts a picture of him sitting down to eat and he's like you know hashtag you know nobody cares about your stupid diet you know and that's yeah. one of his mottos is like eat you know eat good foods but enjoy enjoy yourself throw around some weight and get off your butt you know it's like you know move exercise eat good foods most of the time and enjoy enjoy stuff like this on the occasion and that's kind of what i tell people like it's not because people take this approach to nutrition like it's some i mean there is science to it but but it's not a college physics test or well, some crap so it can be so that's one thing with diet much like any other profession out there any other topic out there you can go as far down that rabbit hole as oh, you yeah, want to go yeah but the big issue that I have with, okay, well, this is going to be two different topics. Let me talk about what you were talking about first. Whenever you see these like dudes that do CrossFit or these professional athletes having these massive, just god-awful cheat meals yeah. or, in the Rock's case, cheat days, God, I gotta figure keep that in one. mind you are not doing what they're doing. Right. You are not where they are at. You can't do that because yeah. I've had some people come in here. I have one client. This girl is going to be an entire podcast on her own with all the stuff I went through with this other fitness professional. She was a Group X instructor. 
she knew absolutely nothing about diet whatsoever. She was easily, I'd say 40, 45 pounds overweight, been teaching group X, like step aerobics class uh-huh. for like eight or nine years. So, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to talk shit about overweight people. I understand that. But whenever you're a aerobics instructor, you're kind of. The role model? Yeah. the the example? Yeah, you want to lead by example, you know? People should aspire to have the type of body you have. You shouldn't be on that journey with them. So I was talking to her, and she's like, yeah, I just got through with my cheat meal yesterday. It's like, why'd you have a cheat meal? She's like, oh, I I do a cheat meal every couple of days Mm -hmm. to make sure I'm getting my calories in. I'm like, we're trying to cut your calories back. You don't need a cheat meal. Because you just made up for all those calories that you left. (laughs) And that was her. Like She had like two cheat meals a week. I'm like, you're... You're not at the point to where a cheat meal is going to be beneficial to you're you. Not in a people, deficit at all. Yeah, yeah. People do cheat meals to get a glycogen pop back in their system after mean. they've depleted it. Yep. You you aren't depleting anything. We're trying to get your diet on track. Yep. Like right now, every day is a cheat meal to you. You just don't understand how these things are working. Like you have to follow the program and keep me on track. Yeah. You know, or keep me up to date that you're staying on track. And that's one of the biggest issues that i see with people coming in here is they're like oh when's cheat day or oh when is my cheat meal don't look at that all right just yeah. don't think about it as going to the doctor getting a shot you know yeah, it's not I mean, gonna be enjoyable but something you have to do you have to change your dieting habits that's not gonna happen if you're eating a gallon of ice cream every sunday oh yeah i mean for me i don't plan anything around it but mine generally hits mine you know, i don't even call it a cheat meal because sometimes it doesn't even happen Sometimes I just stick to the normal and, and, and roll with it. Hmm. But generally for me, it's on, you know, Friday or and generally Saturday. Um, yeah. If I do anything crazy and that's usually after, that's after, you know, five days of, you know, runs and workouts in here. And then usually Saturdays, a, you know, whatever, a long run. And then that night I might splurge a little bit or even Sunday. Just depends. But I don't plan around that. Because Well, so, I mean, I understand wanting to plan around it. And, like, with me, you know, we've talked about this before. I don't really have what I consider cheat meals. I have what I consider earned meals. Right. You know, I'm not cheating. It is an off-track meal. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've put in extra work throughout the week. So, yeah. like, you know, now while you and uh, one of my other clients, Caroline, were downstairs, you know, I spent my 30-minute break shooting exercise videos. Yeah. So I was down there talking and except. And exercising, doing leg work or leg exercises, explosive work while talking to the camera for about 45 seconds piece. I shot 20 of those, you know, like that was my extra work. I've got, dude, I've probably got another 12 sessions of that. Now I've probably got another five, six hours worth of shooting to go. So yeah, this Friday I'm having my pizza earned meal (laughs) and I'm counting that towards those calories. But that's it is don't look at it as a cheat meal. Like, you can't cheat on anything and make it work. You can't cheat on your marriage yeah. and have a happy marriage. So right. how are you going to cheat on your diet and have a good diet? Yeah. So don't look at it like that. Look at it as earned meals. If you want that cheat meal or that earned meal on Friday, well, you've got from Saturday to Thursday yeah. to put in the extra work and get yourself in that caloric deficit to where you can take that and not take much of a hit. You know, whenever you're uh, talking about boxing or kickboxing, like you're going to get hit in the face. But the thing is, do you have the technique to roll off of it or yeah. to get a glancing shot or are you just going to get hit right square in the nose? Yeah. 
So that's kind of what you're looking for. You want to get that training down to where you're not taking a severe hit that's going to knock you off track. You're just going to kind of, you know, swerve left a little bit and then come yeah. back in. Yeah, that was and that was one of the biggies with like when when keto when keto went, you know, mainstream. Mainstream became the fad. The became the fad, and and you were on these, you know, we we were all on those pages. We we tried to help people, but. You would get those that would be I like. I would say we did more. I'd say we helped a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but you would get in these discussions with people and they were like, you know, I'm two weeks in and thinking, and, you know, what do you think about if I do this? And I'm like, well, you're only two weeks in. So yeah. if you if you go crazy now, you're just going to blow the waste the last two weeks. And they're like, well, really? And I'm like, yeah, you need to be looking at, at long range, bigger picture. Like, if you really want this to work for you, you need to be strict as as i'll get out and to the book for the next two months yep to get where you need to be before you can even look at it starting to to, to splurge um or earn have your earned yeah, bills but i mean even then it's and not that's really just getting your yeah yeah it's not i mean it's because it's because realistically it goes back to it's almost it's such a simple way to eat yeah. um that you really mm-hmm. if you put that two months in and commit to that two months, at month three, you're not even going to be thinking about it. Yeah, you're going to see huge changes in the very short term, but especially with keto, anytime you have a diet where you have an adaptive phase, because, yeah. I mean, the ketogenic diet, you literally have to put yourself in a ketogenic state, and Absolutely. you have to hang out there for a while. So you mm-hmm. can get, you can become efficient fairly quickly, but to actually adapt that as a fuel source, it takes time. It does. And there's... I don't care what you read in women's health or what you read on whatever Yahoo health or any of that stupid shit. There's no way to speed that process along. You can, again, you can kind of dull the hit from it by taking your electrolytes, by doing bone broth, getting your gut flora fixed and all these other things you can help, but you cannot speed that process along. You have to go through that adaptive phase. And Mm. a lot of people go through the keto flu but the electrolytes and the bone broth will definitely help that, yep. and staying strict will help that too. I can't tell you how many people I watched on that Facebook group pop back up every two weeks. All right, guys, I'm trying it again. Three weeks later, all right, guys, I'm giving it a good run this time. Yeah. You're yo-yoing so much, it's going to be terrible yeah. whenever you try it because you're not giving your body a chance to fully adapt to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. And that was kind of, I mean, I had, the, I had one of those discussions today um, with a gentleman that, that stopped me and was like, you know, I'm wanting to get my, you know, I'm wanting to get my nutrition right and lose some weight coming into the new year. And, you know, that's going to be a, that's going to be a normal for a while now between now and, and, uh, March, April. Um, and it was kind of one of those, he's like, you know, I'd like to sit down and talk about nutrition and stuff. And, you know, I just kind of gave him some simple, you know, just simple. I mean, I was like, well, first thing that, before we even we even sit down and i want you to understand is in order for you to lose the weight you want to lose you're gonna to have to be in a caloric deficit and he's like really and i'm like well yeah i mean if your input's more than your output then what mm-hmm. what's gonna happen and he just kind of looked at me I'm like it's real simple dude like if you put in if you're eating 2500 to 3000 calories a day and this is where you're at then think of what you're going to have to cut out to get to where you want to be. And, you know, of course, you know, he's like, well, you know, I looked at, I, I looked at keto and, and all that stuff and I kind of tried that. But then, 
they wanted me to they wanted me to be like twenty five grams twenty five twenty five calories a day and I'm like well that's not right they wanted you to be in a in a percentile of one or the other ma- uh, macros is what they wanted but they didn't explain it well enough for you to understand um, I'm like yeah it's complicated but simple at the same time and I said there's plenty of apps and things out there that do the work for you all you got to do is put it in there. You just put in what you're eating, and it'll track it for you and tell you exactly exactly where you're at. Oh, really? And it's like, yeah, man. It's, I mean, 2020 has been crazy, but it is 2020. Well, not only that, I'm a huge fan of tracking, especially for people new to nutrition, because you can see on paper with numbers yeah. what you are eating, where you are at, and then you can talk to whatever trainer you want to. You know, I give. Uh, nutritional recommendations all the time to where they can set your numbers for you so you can set your numbers and then eat like you normally do for three to five days and compare and you will see the difference in where you are versus where you need to be but that's another thing people don't want to make it so simple especially people in the fitness and nutritional industry oh yeah they want to overcomplicate things so you have to pay them money right. to navigate this wild jungle for you yeah. look 95% of the people that come in this door it's calories in versus calories out yep if you go into a caloric deficit now i say 95% there are i know every time i talk to somebody about this they're like well you can be in a calorie or a caloric deficit and still gain weight. Yeah, if you have a broken metabolism Mm -hmm. and your hormones are jacked up, but other than that small percentage of people, it's going to be calories in versus calories out. I talk to people, and I say, write down a three- to five-day food journal. We'll review it. They're like, I only eat 1,400, 1,500 calories. Well, yeah, for your meals, but you don't count all the snacks. You're actually at 2,500 calories. And 85% of it is... Is full of sugar babies. and carbs, yeah. So your you know your insulin's jacked all the time. Yep. So yeah, body is or body is always on storage mode. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's what most people at the same time don't want to hear is it is no. that easy. But here's what you have to do. Yeah, you have well, to be willing to do. Okay, so let's think about this. <clears throat> so this is one of the easiest analogies to look at. It. Your kid's overweight. What do you do? You make them move more. Mm-hmm. You make them eat less. Your yep. dog's overweight. What do you make it do? Move more, eat less. Yep. You're overweight. What do you do? Skinny teas, crash diets, diet pills, yeah. <laughs> thermogenics, stimulants, everything except move more and eat less. Yep. You are still a human. You are mm-hmm. still an animal. It's going to work. Like yeah. There's no way, even with that 5% of people, which is probably smaller, but I can only speak from my own experience, even with that We'll say 5%, whatever. Even with those metabolically broken humans to where their body does not want to put on muscle, it only wants to put on fat. Yes, if you are in a slight caloric deficit, then you can still gain weight. But there ain't a person on this planet who can eat 900 calories a day and gain weight. If you want to go to that extreme, let's go to that extreme. You eat 900 calories a day, anybody here. You are going to lose weight. I don't care who you are. Work so for me. yeah. So don't tell me a caloric deficit doesn't work. I've seen it work literally thousands of times. Oh, it man. works every single time. But you have to be honest about what you're eating. Yep. You have to put in those margaritas. You have to put in those 
you know, strawberry daiquiris with the ton of sugar. People don't understand that even what you drink has a ton of calories. I used to oh, make man. a weight gain shake that was mm-hmm. 1,800 calories, and it was liquid. Yep. So it's all about counting every calorie, not just the meals that you eat. What snacks are you doing? How many Coca-Colas or Sundrops are you drinking throughout the day? Oh, it's I mean, very it's, simple. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, simple as like coffee. How much cream do you put in your coffee? If you're, yeah. if you're looking to be in a deficit and if you're really watching those numbers, that those two tablespoons of cream have how many calories, fat calories? Well, not only that, look at the keto community. Yeah. How many calories is two tablespoons of MCT oil that you have to have to be keto oh, yeah. in it? You know, well, that's like 300 calorie coffee right there. That's a rite of passage, buddy. That's Easy. not a rite of You coffee. have to have the Jesus coffee. No. Have to. You don't have to I haven't have had one. You know, I haven't anything. had one in, man, I haven't had one of those. And last time I had one was here. Mm-hmm. That was when we were still making them. Yeah, same here. I ran out of uh, milk for my protein shake. So I did the coffee and some coconut oil. I didn't use MCT. I, have, well, I, I just like making it creamy. I still have a little MCT, but I usually just fry my eggs in it. I just use coconut oil. I'm not and wasting money too. on that stuff. But that's just because I had some left it's over. too expensive for my blood. No kidding. I bought one bottle of it, and I was like $40 later, and not a change in my physique. I'm good. And I thought, <laughs> well, yeah. And then I'm like, and I yeah. go out and do runs. I'm like, well, I'm running just as fast as I did. Yeah, right, no. so I think I'm fine. Spent forty dollars, saw zero change. I'm done with this. Yeah, so now it's pretty much just Whole Foods and uh, about the only. I mean, I do. I I keep that keto bomb. Sorry, good Lord, that's yeah. Lot. That was my that was my mm. bone snapping. Um, yeah, I do keep that uh, keto bomb creamer just because it makes my coffee taste good. Yeah. And it's but it's, it's all. I mean, for. it's all really good stuff. I mean, avocado oil, coconut yeah. oil. So I kind of like it. it. Makes my skin glow. And my hair is soft. Nice. So, you know. Gotcha. I switched to, uh, Zoe over to Four Health brand yeah. higher protein. Oh, Her yeah. coach, Shiny, too. Yeah, absolutely. Man. <laughs> absolutely. At my age, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Longevity. Uh, but, yeah. So, literally, that's it. If you want to lose weight, eat less, move more. If that does not work, please go see an endocrinologist and get a blood panel done. Yeah. But before you go see an endocrinologist which is a hormone doctor. I can mm. see that look on your face. No, I know what that is. Yeah. Before you go see an endo, make sure that you actually are eating in a caloric deficit. Find yeah. somebody to work up your macros. There's a ton of calculators online. But seriously, I mean, find a local personal trainer. Go in, talk to the guy, make sure they're not 100% stupid. And be like, hey, or, you know, RDs, you can do RDs too. We, uh, we'll get into that long, long conversation later on as to why I don't like RDs. That's a registered dietitian, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know. But I was like, telling to our audience, not you, but thank you for. Yeah, I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, like hire a professional. Have somebody that you can sit down, talk to them about. Be honest with them, man. If you got McDonald's on the way over there, let them know. Especially That's, before you start going and screwing with your hormones, because yeah. that can make it way worse. Yeah. Make a yeah. simple problem. Stay out of the anti aging areas the yeah. anti-aging clinic is not a place you want to be because you are doing very very bad things to your health when you go to those places unless it's in like the amazon and by the by that time you found like the fountain of youth or something <laughs> well they have found the fountain of youth they found it a couple of decades ago it's called growth hormone and that's, that's what true. the anti-aging clinics are quick to stab you with a syringe full of it has awesome benefits the one thing they don't tell you is it can also increase growth of cancer cells, 
of malignant tumors as well as cancerous tumors, mm-hmm. and your organs. So, that's so not I don't know if you the life. <laughs> no, it's making you look younger oh, yeah. for longer. But there's natural ways of increasing your growth hormone as well. I mean, yeah. there's a oh, ton yeah. of studies out there on natural ways to do it. Move more. Yeah, that's a biggie. Yeah, and cut out the excess trans fats in your diet. And mm-hmm. cut out the processed carbohydrates in your diet. I mean, like all of these things encompass everything that is health. Oh, God, yeah. There isn't like, oh, if I cut out sugar, I'll lose weight. No, if I cut out sugar, or if you cut out sugar, you're going to lose weight. You're going to lose inflammation. Your sinuses are going to clear up. Mm-hmm. Your allergies could go away. Like, it's a huge detriment to your health. That is the— So that, you need to cut it out. That was the one of the, the big things when I first started keto that I loved was— things started to go away mm-hmm. um and i can tell now like if i get into one of those you know slumps where i'm just you know enjoying crap more than i normally would yeah. like skin complexion all those things change mm-hmm. you know more pot more acne areas more things like that yeah it's a very very good indicator of really shitty nutrition yes so I mean, the i'll oh, go ahead i'm sorry I mean, that's, Let me that's one of those things like if you're you know, if you're having, I mean, not even, not even just nutrition on the the fat loss or weight loss area, nutrition in the man, I've got this terrible acne and this terrible skin problems. Try cutting out all that stuff like we just talked about and see if that doesn't change because it it, it could possibly do that. Yeah. So the two things that I noticed whenever I went <laughs> keto, and this, so the first one is I used to get those like little white whiteheads or whatever you know it's kind of like a zit but it was literally just like a hard white core on the back of my arms you know never knew what it came from whenever i went keto they went away and since i've stayed more or less low carb they they've never come back and whenever i was younger i suffered from very bad facial acne i mean it was covered i've still got facial of scars on my face from the acne places yeah whenever i went in to see the dermatologist they didn't ask me a single time about my diet They were quick to pop me on these pills. I don't remember the name of it. But basically, whenever you're taking this prescription, you have to have your liver enzymes checked monthly to make sure it isn't killing your liver. Wow. He didn't tell me stop drinking soft drinks and eating chicken sandwiches and your face will clear up. Drink some more water. Yeah. You know, he didn't say nothing about that. Oh, yeah, Accutane. That was the name of it. He's like, oh, here, take this Accutane. We'll have to set you up for blood uh, tests once a month to make sure it's not destroying your liver. Yeah. Yeah, didn't talk to me a single time about my diet. So I haven't had any acne. And one of the, this is going to sound like a humble brag, but one of the biggest things I noticed with keto was whenever I got down single-digit body fat, my joints didn't hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah, Like, that was amazing. Because I've been down, you know, I hang out probably 14 to 18% body fat, you know, just comfortably. That's what I walk around at. But whenever I was getting ready for a show or, like, if we're getting ready for a beach vacation or something, you know, I'll cut down to, you know, 7 to 10, 7 mm. to 11% body fat. So whenever I drop down to single-digit body fats, my knees and my shoulders always hurt just from old sports injuries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm you dehydrate you that. that cartilage. Yeah. yeah. But, man, whenever I was keto, I got down to 7%. Felt great. Oh, yeah. Like and no joint pain, great sleep, everything. That was probably the biggest for me was joints with the running and everything that I was doing. And, I mean, but then, like, I had some crazy, like, just explosive energy and, and things like that that really mm. helped me in racing world. But, yeah, definitely the joints and, and like, even – and then when you were so clean, like, you could tell when you slipped up because – 
you know, fingers would be swollen and just different stuff like that. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I'd go to like, like oh, a crap, man. I know I, yeah. I shouldn't have probably ate that last night because then my, hmm. but, yeah, yeah, go out with the guys, have some beers, or go to your niece's birthday party, have some, some cake, cake and some cookies, yeah. and wake up next morning. Oh my god, I feel like I just slept in a pretzel. Yep. yep. Yeah, everything hurt. But, you know, after a couple of days, you flushed that stuff out of your system, felt great again. Yeah, right back so, on track. Yeah. So, like I said, I mean, I'm, I don't want to say a naysayer. And I don't want to say that, uh, like, I know I've talked a lot of crap about keto. I talk a lot of crap about every diet because they tell you there ain't a perfect diet out there. Yeah. There's not a Mediterranean diet has its issues. Keto diet, vegetarian diet is just stupid. Don't do that. Uh-huh. But <laughs> everything has the pros and cons, you know. Yeah. So for me, I use keto seasonally. Yeah. With clients who come in who need extreme weight loss, I suggest keto. But I use it as one tool in the toolbox. Absolutely. It's not a end-all, be-all. And it's not right for everybody. One of the biggest things about finding a correct diet for somebody is what can they do long term. If you're used to eating a ton of carbs, I want you to go on keto to change your diet. I want your taste buds to change from craving those carbs to eating something. Golly, that's sweet. Yeah, Man, I don't want that. It's way oh, too yeah. sweet. Like whenever I uh, started keto, I think like six or seven months later, we were at a cookout over at my sister's house. They brought in a couple two liters of sun drops like they always do yeah i was like yeah you know i ate pretty clean i'm drink a cup of sun drop i took one sip of that i was like mm, goodness yeah it was the sweetest yeah. thing i'd ever tasted in my life because i haven't had it in so long your taste buds literally use lose the taste for that i couldn't finish it now you know that i've kind of worked carbs back into my diet and i still do mainly low carb but it's kind of a modified version I can drink a sundrop and it's okay. You know, yeah. my taste buds have reverted back to it. I still don't crave it. I mean, I have yeah. a sundrop, I don't know, maybe once every couple of months. We go to a family function. There's some there. I'll have a cup. But literally after one cup, I'm just done. I don't want any more of it. Yeah, I had a Jack and Coke at the Longhorn last week. Mm. And I forgot to say Coke Zero. Oh, yeah. There's a big difference, too. And, man, I was like, oh, my God. Wow. What is that? Oh, yeah. That's a regular Coke. Yeah. Holy crap, man. I mean, it has been so long. I mean, back back in racing days, before I was really doing keto, man, Hmm. you know, it was nothing to be, you know, on a 100-mile bike ride and down a Coke. I mean, that was the best thing in the world. Called it Black Fuel then. Um, I believe it, man. <laughs> Get that but, sugar hitting that Yeah, system. but, man, now it's just like, Speaking wow. Which, I got a Coke Zero right here. Yeah, I don't want to have bland <laughs> water. <clears throat> I've already had my gallon and a half today, thank you. Yeah, I've had about three ounces, I think. Mm. I'm way behind mm. the water intake yeah. today. Yeah, but none. Like we talked about, man, whenever I got on that Grand Further Mountain, those gummy bears, that was the real MVP right there. Oh, man. I felt like I was on death's doorstep, and that freaking – grizzly adams looking hipster early 20s guy threw me a pack of those gummy bears he said eat this now yeah and i was like okay i guess he saw it in my face yeah. i mean i'm sure they've seen oh, every yeah. emotion oh, out yeah. there he threw me that bag he's like eat this now i'll fill your water up i was like all right man you say so i ripped those things open i just yeah, that, like pour the whole pack in my mouth start chewing on them you must have had that pale skin tone I don't know. I know I looked like I was on death's doorstep. And this was the first one. Like, this was 3K in. That I'm, first 3K was brutal, dude. I'm telling you, I, I've, like I said in earlier podcasts, and maybe when, and Sean can talk a little bit more about it when we have him on, but, you know, I tried that 
completely fasted keto stuff mm-hmm. with racing, and, and I did it. I mean, I got through a couple, but I didn't feel my best. Yeah, but when that's I, the point. When I started, you know, bumping with a little bit of sugar here, a little bit of sugar there, like uh, I was running, I did a 50K up at Lake James, and I got to the last six miles, and I mean, and I, I mean, I, I PR'd my 50K by like two and a half hours that day. Yeah. So, I mean, I was chugging along. But when I got to six miles, dude, I was feeling like death. Um, and I grabbed a handful of a handful of gummy bears and a handful of M and M's, and they were kind of had that melt going on already. So it was oh, yeah. it was like this like heavenly taste in my mouth. I was like, oh my god, I never thought gummy bears and chocolate would taste so good all at the same mm-hmm. time. But then it was immediately, there's the gas, <laughs> gone for six miles, you know. And- I've seen a couple. I've seen it pop up a couple times in the uh, ketogenic athlete yeah. Facebook group. People were talking about it like it was a badge of honor. To me, it's yeah. I so you can it. run it fasted. Cool. You didn't PR anything. And you I didn't win. Terrible. Yeah. And like that's like me saying, "Oh, I walked to California." Yeah. Like, why don't you just take a plane, dumbass? Yeah. It's a lot faster. Yeah, it's a lot or more efficient. Bicycle or yeah. Something. But congratulations. That's cool. Yeah. What did you learn? You know <laughs> that you can put one foot in yeah, front of the other, I, that, and that was it. Was the <laughs> yeah. stuff like that that wore me out with that whole thing, and I just kind of like turned it all off at that point because yeah, I was man. like, "This thing is going like but, all three. So that's it. That's what we call the uh, white belt syndrome. You get people that are brand new to something and very excited about oh, it, yeah. kind of like CrossFit and vegans or vegan CrossFitters. Yeah. You know, like they just can't wait to tell you everything about it. Like, this is how it works. This is why I'm doing it. This is what I've seen. Like, I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. I can do that. And then two months later, like they just kind of fade into the ether because they're on to their next venture. You yeah. know, like, oh, I mastered that. And you're sitting here thinking, you didn't scratch the surface. You don't, you don't know enough to know how much you don't know yet. Right. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you made it one foot down in the ground and think you just saw China. That's yep. not how this works. Mm-mm. But, I mean, and that's how it goes with everything. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure I've been there in other aspects. But the thing is, is that's why I always tell people to find a coach. Find a professional. If you're doing something and you don't know what you're doing, pay someone who gets paid to do that yeah. to tell you what you're doing and give you their ideas on it. Yep. So with us, you know uh, – me and you were, or me and John were both, um, we call them admins. Admins. Yeah, we're admins. Yeah. Admin. Yeah, we we're the admin on uh, the Native Keto page to where we kind of, we weren't really in the crowd. We could kind of like lead the conversation where it yeah. needed to go. But there was still those people who were like yanking to the left, yanking to yeah. the right. Like, no, oh, this yeah. is keto. No, that is keto. Yeah. I've been doing like, this the whole three weeks. I know what yeah. it is, you know. Like, we're, literally reading off the script that the scientists did back in 1930s don't tell me that you know what keto is and then you're saying some other bullcrap yeah that's not how this works yeah if you want to do a modified keto diet do a modified keto you want to do ckd or tkd or kkd or whatever i totally lost when we started all those initials i was like i don't know yeah if you want to do like your random hey this is kind of keto kind of not crap do that but whenever you're in a ketogenic group like look at the group find out what the protocol is that they follow and if it's keto there's one protocol Oh, yeah. There's not nine. There isn't a keto however you want to do keto 
protocol. There's one protocol. So that's what we followed. And that's what worked great for me. And be be weary of the keto bugger bugger. bugger. Keto butter chugger groups, man. I didn't I, see I, any of that. I don't know where y'all got that term from. There's a couple of those groups that I never saw that, anybody that, I, that were butter chuggers. Really? That I tried to, well, I mean butter chuggers and just uh I did yeah. see that weird thing where people are like doing two ounce shots of MCT oil. Like that was a challenge. Oh, dude, I did that one time. It was the dumbest ass thing I've ever done. Yeah. Talking about stomach cramps and all kinds of other bad stuff. Oh, that some that. explosive like, toilet work. Might as well too. just go hit some castor oil while you're at it. Yeah. But no, basically. it's like those, there's, there's, there's a couple of those groups. I'm not going to say any names. I should just no, because but i'm not going to because i mean like kind of I, so i understand the sentiment i did see some groups that were talking about basically how calories don't matter as long as you're yeah, in a ketogenic yeah. phase so i right. get that it's the ones that are like oh look at this dessert i made look at that dessert i made look at this you know it's like you're yeah. just totally just you've taken this thing and yeah. basically made it what people are already struggling with because then they just want to sit around and eat desserts and oh, fat yes. bombs God, I got to have my fat bombs. Yeah. Well, one thing about it, and so anytime you talk about diet, you got those people who do the dirty version too, right? Dirty, dirty. Yeah. So um, my wife and I have a couple of friends who are vegan, but they're not. We eat vegetables and clean and drink water are vegan. They're the oh, Oreos and Doritos are vegan, so we're just going to eat that and still be yeah, vegan. As long as you no know, animals were. Exactly harmed so with keto you had the people who made the keto cookies and cupcakes and bought the keto ice cream and yeah but what do you do when you run out of that tub of halo and you still have that tub of bluebell in there you're going for the bluebell yep you ain't gonna say oh that's not keto i shouldn't eat it because that craving is still there for mm -hmm. ice cream you just yeah. found a different version of it so you moved from crack to cocaine yeah and then cocaine isn't available anymore so you're gonna go back to the crack yep <laughs> you know? Yep. you have to break the habit and that's one of the big things that i liked with keto as far as breaking those carb cravings and not to that's mention an excellent tool for it and not to mention it goes back to those calories in the calories in yeah like they they it's always this mindset of well it's keto so i can eat as much of it as i want exactly no but fat is very calorically right. dense so you're still packed you just packed in 700 calories in one sitting with your bowl of keto Smash ice cream or whatever it is. Yeah, the keto pudding or whatever. But the yeah. mindset is, is well, they're not thinking about the 900 calorie they just yeah. consumed. They're thinking about There's the fact There's two carbs, yeah, man. There's two only carbs, two carbs. And it's keto. So I'm good. <laughs> and then they go, man, I can't lose this last three yeah. pounds, man. Yeah, right. It's like killing me. I don't know what it is. And it's yeah. like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I mean, all I have is this meal, this meal, this meal. And then I have my keto ice cream every night before I go to bed. Well, take the keto ice cream out every night before you go to bed. But it's keto. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's no carbs. <laughs> I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying here. Uh, yeah. There's no carbs. Yeah. Never mind that I'm in a 500-calorie surplus it's every single stevia. day. Yeah. It's not even real sugar, man. Come on. Yeah. I got to have my sweets. Yeah. No. no. No, you don't. And that's another thing, too. I'm glad that I just thought about that. I'm glad you brought that yeah, up, John. See. Yeah. Anytime you are doing something out of your wheelhouse, it's going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest, I don't want to say pet peeves because it's not really a huge deal to me, but one of the funniest things that I hear with all my clients who are on fat loss plan is I just felt hungry. I'm like, well, no shit. 
you're eating a thousand less calories a day. Your body thinks it's supposed to be hungry because it's trying to maintain homeostasis. It's homeostasis, 60 pounds overweight. You start eating the actual calories that you need in a slight caloric deficit, you're going to be hungry. You're not eating as much as you were. That doesn't mean you're dying. You will not starve to death by eating in a slight caloric deficit. Will you be hungry? Yeah. But guess what? The people who are eating to gain weight are always full. That's how it works. What kind of food (laughs) are you eating in order to be in that caloric deficit and also not be hungry? So, like, you know, if you're going to if you're going to be in a caloric deficit and eat steamed water, then steamed you're probably going to be... I'm not talking about fast. <laughs> I'm not even talking about an extreme caloric deficit. So the last example, it was uh, you know, a lady mid to late 40s. I would have to check on her intake, her intake form and give you an exact number, but it doesn't matter. But, you know, very short, very overweight. And whenever I set her up on a 1,600-calorie diet, 1,600-calorie-a-day diet, which wow. is pretty decent. You know I mean? It's Man, actually like, a little bit higher. I'm probably 1,100 a day or less. Good and Lord. I'm great. Anyways, I feel fine. Anyway, she's on 1,600-calories <laughs> a day. You're nowhere near 1,100. But anyway, she's on 1,600. But whenever I had her do a five-day food journal, her what I call own days or like her working days. She was usually around 22 to 23 in her off days, like the day she doesn't work basically um, like weekends. She was getting over 3000. So I set her at 1600 and I told her, this is going to be an adjustment. I want you to slowly work your way down. So our target is 1600, but think about your ceiling as being around 22 to 2300. Let's just try to normalize those off days. Yeah. She came in the next day and, or two days later. I was like, So, how's the diet going? How's everything feeling? She's like, Well, I guess it's going good, but I am just starving. And I was like, Really? She's like, Yeah, I had to bump the calories up on each day. I'm like, What did you bump them up to? She'd settled on 2800 calories a day, which is like what I eat a day. You know, I'm a very active person. Yeah. And she was like, I was just so hungry. I'm like, well, like you're going to be a little hungry. But like she just could not get over it. It's like she had never felt hunger before. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I understand that you're hungry, but we need to get these calories down. Like This is going to be very detrimental to your health, and you're a little bit on the older side. I'm not saying you're old, but you're getting up there, so your body's not going to adapt as fast as it would if you were in your teens or your 20s. And simply speaking, this is why you are where you are. Yeah. That's it. Every time you're hungry, you eat something. Yeah. Maybe stay hungry for an hour and then go from there. Like, maybe get used to it. You know, me personally, I've gone three days without eating before. And, yeah, I'm hungry, but I'm not like, oh, my God, my stomach's eating itself. I'm just, you don't sit there and dread it. you just go on about your life. Oh, you yeah. Know? Normally, think- if you're moving, you don't even really think about eating. But if you just sit there and, like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm going to get something to food. Let's get something to eat, get some food. I'm hungry. If you just constantly sit there and dwell on it, you're going to get more hungry and more hungry. And that was her big thing. She was used to eating four meals a day, snacking in between everything. She was a grazer. And that's one of the habits I was wanting to break. It's yeah. like, there's no snacks. You have three meals. You know, we talked about her work schedule. This time, this time, and this time. Does that work with your schedule? Oh, yeah, that shouldn't be no problem. Excellent. Those are your meal times. 
came back in starving to death because she had to wait four hours in between meals. Ooh, wow. Like, this is, this should not happen. Your body has literally wired itself to always be hungry. And you know, you think, and that, that would be, for me, the the alarming, my God, how much, how dependent I was on food. Like, yeah. And a lot of times people are just bored. Goes no. back to they're just bored. So I yeah. eat. I'm bored, so I eat. Well, that was one thing that my strength and conditioning coach in high school told me. Whenever I talked to him, you know, I graduated high school at 135 pounds. Yeah. You know, back in high school, my wife weighed more than I do, and she wasn't fat. I was just scrawny. All right. And I was talking to him, you know, I was like, I got this mass gainer shake. I got that mass gainer shake. I've got, you know, creatine I'm taking. I'm chugging water. I'm eating as many meals as I can. I got a cooler in my truck. I was like, what do I need to do? Like, I just, I can't eat anymore. And he literally looked at me and said, tell your body that you're hungry when you're bored. Like every time you're bored, go eat something. And your body will literally rewire your brain to think bored means hunger. Yeah. So I did that, and I mean, it worked pretty well for me, you know. But. Yeah, that's what I had to do because I was, you know, I mean, God, right out of high school, I was like 131 pounds. Yeah. I mean, I ran my butt off, which was part of the problem. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I ate like a pig, mm-hmm. and then when I started trying to really gain weight, it was I was working with some power lifters, and these were, you know, these were, uh, you know, cornbread and and you know, potato boys. I mean. Yeah. You know, not not the physique, but my God, they could pick up a dump truck and lift it over their head. Well, that's powerlifters, man. Powerlifters right. don't have abs. I mean, yeah, when they had, no, <laughs> no, they didn't have any abs. They had guts, but yeah. they had shoulders for days. You know, say, but yeah. but you know, power to weight ratio. But I started. I mean, I really started watching them. I mean, there was as much crap as they ate. There was still a timing to when they ate and what they ate. I mean, I would yeah. come in and and you know. It, Five thirty or or six fifteen in the morning, and dudes over there having a you know a steak the size of my head on a biscuit <laughs> the size of my hand, you know, in between like, reps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then you know about two hours later it was break, and then he was having like a meatloaf sandwich, and then mm-hmm. you know three hours after that was lunch, and it was you know whatever my yeah. you know another steak or whatever, you know. Yeah, and I mean you can obviously you can break down your macros to yeah, yeah. for different goals and. Like, you know, we didn't talk a lot about protein or anything like that, which you need to build muscle. But, I mean, we can easily turn that into a whole podcast by itself. But the big thing about it is you have to eat towards your goals. Right now I'm in maintenance phase. You know, I want to gain a little bit of muscle for my show, but I'm not looking at extreme hypertrophy. You know, we talked about before, I can't eat that much. I feel like shit all day long. I can't, like, I can't eat before workouts because my workouts are horrible. So all my workouts are fasted, so I don't eat. Until like until after I work mm-hmm. out at lunch usually. Yeah, and that's me. Like Mondays, I'm just I'm not hungry until like I don't know now. Yeah. Normally, like I'll have a protein shake first thing in the morning. Um, I'll do jujitsu at nine. I'll work out at ten. I got my clients from eleven until basically the time we do the podcast. And then after the podcast, I'll scar some food down, go home, eat a big dinner, and that's it. But anytime I start eating over. 32, 3,300 calories a day, man. I'm just so stuffed. I'm miserable. I can't take it. I yeah. know, I know what I just said. Oh, you're supposed to be uncomfortable. Yeah, but for me, it's about slow incline. Yeah. I'm not looking to gain 10 pounds in the next two weeks. I'm looking to gain five pounds over the next six months. Right. You know, but I want to make it quality weight. If I'm just going for overall weight, the Go Mad diet is awesome for that. Can you put that phone down or something? That's what that is. Thank you. Oh, it's iPhone, man. It was ringing. Sorry. It's a wiretap. 
<laughs> but anyways, the GoMad diet, I did that back in high school, man. I gained 10 pounds within a couple weeks. Yeah. And it was basically a gallon of milk a day and heavy squats three days a week. You do that, you will put on the size and oh, you yeah. will get stronger. But it won't be lean muscle mass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It will be a lot of inflammation because you're getting a gang of calories in. Right. Yeah, man. But, I mean, that's it. Just eat towards your goals. If you don't know how to eat towards your goals, research it. If you don't want to put years into research, find a qualified professional, shoot them a message, talk to them, build a relationship with them, and go from there. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we covered that. Easy nutrition. Calories in versus calories out works almost all of the time. Almost all the time. Yeah, like I said, if that does not work for you, go see an endocrinologist. Something's not right. Absolutely. And if it's not right, that's, I mean, there's other, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's yeah. a lot of other nutritional tricks and programs that you can use. If you do have, you know, a messed up thyroid or diabetes or something like that, that yeah. would cause you to gain weight in a caloric deficit. But those are very rare occurrences if you are actually in a caloric deficit. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean... Yep. Just own it. If you got an eating problem, say, man, I got an eating problem. You know? That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. Figure it out. Yeah. I've got flaws. You've got flaws. Everybody's got flaws. And plus, that's a personal thing. You know, you got to say that crap to yourself. You know? I mean, that's one thing. Like, you know, listening to or reading Goggins' last book, you know, he's always talking about. I know it came out in the middle. No, just the other one. The the first one. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, But if he says, you know, he says, you know, if you're fat, say, I'm fat. Here's what I got to do to get skinny mm. and go do it. You know, it's 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 so internal and personal to mm. you that not everybody in the world has to know it, but you've got to deal with it. Yeah, well, you, I mean, know, you have to you have admit you have problem, a problem. Yeah. yeah, and it's, you know, problems are more than drug problems and everything else. Food can be a problem. Dude, food is the most abused yeah. substance on this planet. Absolutely. It really is. All right. But yeah, we yeah. got that. Like I said, we talked about uh, I'll see. Yeah, we need to cover that. Cover that. Yeah, man. So fat loss is a big issue. I know that there was a huge movement for this whole uh, what they call it, the whole being happy with your body thing. Body. I don't know. I missed that one. The anti-body shaming and all oh, that stuff. Man. Like I understand that. Don't get me wrong. You shouldn't feel bad for who you are, but you should always look to improve your health. Yeah, I mean, I if mean, you're if you're if you're publicly loving yourself but then internally not loving yourself yep then you're really just you're just participating in a hashtag basically you know like if you're not really really happy with yourself then Mm -hmm. you are the only person that has the power to fix that yep so that's it man whenever it comes to anything it's whether you want to change or whether you don't want to change you know if you're the fat and happy type more power to you as long as your blood panels look okay and you're not putting yourself at risk of destroying an ankle or a knee going up a flight of steps, have yeah, at it, man. Absolutely. But there's very few people who fit that category. I've met some very fit, overweight dudes in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. But their cardio isn't there. They have other health concerns, all this other stuff. I mean, they look, they move like athletes, even though they don't look like it. Yeah. But whenever you actually sit down and talk to them, they deal with a ton of joint pain. They deal with a ton of cardiovascular issues. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be that. You want to be the healthier, the healthiest you you can. You want to set a good example for right. the youngins. Yeah. 
Yep. You know, like Mark was talking about, man, I absolutely loved that analogy as far as planting seeds, you know. Yeah. And like with him, he's on a long enough timeline to where he could talk about the seeds he planted 30 years ago oh, yeah. that were finally coming out and getting mm-hmm. his daughters running. Like that was an excellent podcast. I absolutely yeah. loved that. If you haven't had a chance to check it out, that was the last podcast we did with Mark Burmaster on Mindset. Just such an inspirational dude. I mean, he really is. I hope to be half of the athlete that he is when I'm his age. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yep. All right. You want to do the uh, weekly challenge? Oh, yeah. What is the weekly challenge? We discussed it. I just wrote down weekly challenge. Oh, yeah. Don't try to cheat off my notes. (laughs) Oh, whatever, man. It's our notes. I write bullet points. So, yeah, we're going to come up with a weekly challenge. And now that we're we're, uh, heading into the holidays, even though we're – middle ways into the holidays but anyway everybody likes to eat at christmas and everybody see crap at christmas including myself so i guess we'll i don't know if we'll do this challenge along with you or not um i'll definitely do it any type of weekly challenge we do i'm gonna do um (laughs) well i mean that's that's why this is the perfect time to do this so yeah we'll go ahead and tell them the challenge so our weekly challenge is to cut out all sugar intake for the week all added Sugar, added sugar with an asterisk with an asterisk <laughs> for the week and like i said you've got you know two weeks until christmas so this shouldn't be too bad of a challenge but the big thing is just trying to kill that sweet tooth man that sweet tooth will destroy your life mm-hmm. from the inside out so when we say added sugar there's nothing wrong with eating fruit there's nothing wrong with eating sweet things just if it has added sugar to it leave it alone yeah yeah, if it has a natural sugar to it, it's perfectly fine. Thank Daniel, I was going for a no sugar period. Yep, no fruits, no enjoyment at, at all. all. Nope. <clears throat> all right, so check that out. Let us know what you think. Try to shoot for the entire week. A week is not that long, and I know, I know, it sucks. It's terrible. Change your mindset. Eggs you can, taste great. You can easily do this. Eggs taste great with salsa. Salsa yes. with no added sugar. And or sour cream. Bacon, if you're not. But you got to look bacon. out for the added sugar. Bacon is just the carnivore salad, man. Yeah. Yes. Just don't get the added sugar bacon. Ah, good call. Good mm-hmm. call, now. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Later. <laughs>